0: Welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie, and welcome to our, I think, ten-part series on the factions of Bushido. What can you expect, and who are they? Yeah, just a little something about their aesthetic, uh, their mechanics. What sort of units you're likely to be putting on the board? The intention is to release one of these a day for the next two weeks. I hope this is helpful. Enjoy. So, the Silver Moon Trade Syndicate. The thriving port of Jima is the beating heart of the Silver Moon Trade Syndicate's operations. In recent generations, the merchants of the Silver Moon Syndicate have been the trade lifeblood of the Isles. From their great gambling halls, where fortunes are won or lost on the roll of a single die or the draw of a card, to Jima's bustling and bountiful harbour brimming with exotic goods and rare delights, its famed arenas where Butoh warriors clash in a brutal dance of Jumo, or an array of fighting beasts struggling in battle to the death or the flower houses where one's wildest fantasies can become the reality with the touch of a rose, the syndicate, rules. Their power lies not in the military might of the Ito, Takashi or Minamoto, but in the stranglehold they have on trade. Trade not only in goods, but in the secrets and whispers of even the most supposedly pious within the isles. Some would liken the silver moon to the flip of a coin. If lucky, you come up in the sun with the five fortunes blessing call it wrong or try to cheat them and you're likely to end up face down in the dirt gangsters pretty much
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) yep pretty Um, much
1: i mean i mean that that's literally what the faction is it's organized crime
0: yeah and it makes for a strange faction i think uh because they're not militarized at all they essentially rely on thugs and I don't know an array of strange speci- specialists.
1: Yeah, where where most many factions have an array of samurai and ashigaru, you get none of that here.
0: Yeah. So, looking into their mechanics, uh, I, I suppose the faction mechanic is fortune, which is essentially uh, at the beginning of the yeah. turn you gamble. Yeah. If you win, you double your key per mod on each model that's doing it. Um, And if you lose, you lose all your key. It's literally a 50-50 flip. Yeah. That might appeal to some people. Other people might just not want to engage with that at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an optional rule. You don't have to do it. So
0: this. (sighs) that's their faction mechanic. I mean, the the other thing that always sticks out to me when we talk about the silver moon is their special cards. Yes. They have the, they have many of the best special card events in the game.
1: Yes. It's, it's worth just going through and looking at all of their events and going like, I want that one. (laughs) Oh, I want the next one too. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I fit models into this game? Um,
0: so, yeah, it, it, normally when we talk about writing a list, we talk about, oh, you know, just put together your models, there might be the odd card in there, which is, is, is crucial to the concept that you're trying to put together. But, you know, a lot of the time cards are just fillers at the end. You're like, Well, I've got four rice to spend, let's see what I can do. Uh, Silvermoon are, other than maybe Jung and, and Ninjas are the faction where you go, I'm definitely taking these special cards. And you could probably fill a sideboard almost uh, for Silvermoon just with special cards.
1: Yeah, I mean... I haven't done the maths on that. No. I mean, just as a a flavor for the kind of random things you can do. Board loyalty. When an enemy model takes an action, you play this card and you go like, no, you take a key challenge test, target number six. If you fail, your action is just over. Yeah, so if
0: that's a one key model, that's a one in six chance that they actually continue to do what you want them to do if that card's played at the right time, it can be a game-changer. So, yeah, they have have a few things like that, uh, which seem very, very good. Um, So what other mechanics do we tend to see with them? Um, Control is one. There's a little bit of control in there. Yeah. Uh, I think Dark Secrets is the special card that brings that in. Yes. And uh, the this sort of intrigue side of the silver moon the uh the manipulation is you see a lot of disguise with the roses yes yeah. so the roses are masquerading as essentially just uh i guess like courtesans or geisha and you know you, you see them as a civilian until they decide to make their move
1: yeah and the- do these still have distraction and stuff like that as well?
0: Yeah, they have distraction. And I think there's a, a lure where you can basically pull models out of yeah. position. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of manipulation stuff that requires key tests to to ignore. Uh, and of course, if you've got lots of disguise, you can run a pretty much all rows list and uh, then models which don't have two or more key can't do anything about that disguise. Yeah, so that, becomes, that could be pretty powerful.
1: Of course, very tricky.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also some decent melee uh, in the faction. Um, one or two of the Roses are pretty good. Uh, they have the Shatai, which are basically your thugs, your gangsters. But where the real damage output comes from, you know, the Butoh. Yes. Are, I mean, we talk about Savage Wave, the Oni essentially being ogres or trolls. The buto are, imagine a sumo wrestler, but if he were about 8 to 10 feet tall. And wielding some sort of big weapon at you. Yeah, if he chooses to wield a weapon at all, of course. Um, so those guys, they, they have 10 wounds, so they can really tank some damage. Uh, I believe they've got tough ones. Yes, yes. He um, calls fear. They do cause low-level fear, not not crazy high fear like uh, like the Oni. Yeah, it's threes and fours, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, like it's a nice to have. It's not necessarily something you can rely on. Certainly not threes. Um, no. Yeah, but in addition to being able to tank damage and put damage out, they also have some good uh, positional manipulation stuff in melee, as you'd expect from what is essentially a superhuman sumo wrestler they have good access to throw and push
1: uh, special attacks and defenses that's that's actually their main power i would say they can just straight up beat you up mm-hmm. but where they really shine is the ability to just completely rewrite the positional game around important areas i think
0: yeah i think you're right i think it could be a pitfall for a new player to silver moon to just go for the hit where actually that positional manipulation, especially in a zone scenario, is massive. Uh, equally, if you're inexperienced and you come up against them, you'll be afraid of that damage output, aware that they can, they can take what you're going to give, so you're unlikely to one-shot them, and then you might not spot that actually they're going to throw you across the board. Yeah. Uh, it is possible to also run a completely buto list. So
1: that's pretty cool. Um, Which which also gives you access to an out-of-faction model.
0: Yes. So the the last sort of mechanic I've got written down here isn't really a mechanic. Uh, It's crossbows. So we're talking medium-range shooting, but without the necessity of reloading. Yes. And that's big. All your archers will have reload one. Pretty much, so you know they shoot once, they need to spend an activation waiting and reloading. Uh, Your black powder guys are gonna have reload two or three, Um, so they're gonna have to spend that many activations dealing with that. Silver Moon don't care, they use ammo tokens instead. So once they've run out of ammo, they're done, except for their named character doing that. But those crossbows can be really, really horrible in medium to short range.
1: Yes, it's actually it's it's quite an impressive output you can get out of them, and they're fairly cheap. Yes. So,
0: the weaknesses of the faction. Uh, the big one's armor. They just don't have it. Uh, I think one or two of the Butoh might gain armor one. But that's uh, about it.
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's just not a... The, the, their durability is pretty much all in the butos and it's just it's a high wound stack and tough which is not to be sneezed yeah. at but aside from that you got unarmed humans
0: yeah and that's where disguise on the roses comes in because it's not strictly durability but it's protection They're they're going to be safe for a long time most likely <clears throat> um I mean, I'm, I struggle to sort of come up with other weaknesses. Uh, we've got reliability written down. I think that's because some of their stuff can be a little
1: bit swingy. Well, and they, they also don't really have... They don't have inherent access to some of the reliability features you see in other classes, like, uh, because there's no Samurais, so you don't see Prowess melee, for instance. Yeah, um,
0: Yeah, they, so, they don't tend to do... Uh, like opposed key tests that do damage.
1: No, it's, it's all trickery. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think of like specific weaknesses outside of that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I, yeah, I, I guess I melee mean, in a way. Like, I mean, we've written yeah. we've written reliability in brackets, melee. Like, yeah, your buto can do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But like your Shatai, your uh, your gangsters, they're mediocre. Like they're fairly affordable, but they're not no one's got like you say, prowess. Um
1: Yeah, it's it's not what you're f- you you can you can survive, but it's not what you want to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So um Let's move on to archetypes. Uh we, we've basically just brushed over most of them already. So you've got your chateau, your gangsters, um, just regular humans. You know, they're gonna hit people with either crossbow bolts or nunchucks or stab them with a knife. Pretty straightforward. Uh your buto, then your your roses. So the next one, the oyobun, which you see Oyabun for for the other three types. Um, they're not... I don't know how to describe it, really. Think of them as pit bosses, I suppose. Yeah. So they can hand out some virtues to the other types, which can be very useful. Uh, then you've got animals. Now, other than maybe the savage wave, they have the most access to... Oh, and maybe Temple of Rokan. Uh, they have the most access to animals.
1: Um,
0: yeah, you can, you can bring gorillas. Yes, yes, there is a there is a combo with gorillas that's um, pretty upsetting, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you can't take animals in Silvermoon, uh, with the exception of, I think, pit dogs, uh, unless you have someone who has command animals. Yeah, so you need creates, an animal
1: handler basically. Yeah, it
0: creates a sort of feeling of like uh what if you had a traveling circus that uh is going to do some jobs on the side.
1: Yes. Yeah, which I think is actually where that that's I mean that's the intention really. It's that it's street performing with the help of animals and the animals are actually really handy in if it's a big gorilla and smashing people's face in for instance. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, now, they do have a couple of uh, minor types as well. Uh, they have a lot of different types, honestly, uh, but they have Chate as well. So, um, oh, no, I've already said that. Yeah, uh, sorry. Chate is not what I meant. Where is it? Also, he's a Psycho Common, which I, I think it's probably like Taxman. Um and then you've got fagin like these guys are 12 rice they're, they're quite affordable and they generally are there to like either tax the enemy or buff some models that you uh that you've got with you so they have some of those sort of lower cost specialists
1: Ooh. i have <laughs> quick note on the old so by the way yeah i hate that guy he's so annoying yeah
0: he got a little bit um less horrifying i think uh where now he gets a specific fixed range on tax whereas before it was twice the key you spent on it i think yes but it's 10 inches yeah yeah oh it's amazing (laughs) for for Um, people listening who aren't looking at the card it basically increases the cost of key tokens in within 10 inches of him by by one. one uh and he then gains that additional token and then he can channel and leech. So he just gives that, that key out to people. So, uh,
1: yeah. He, he's incredibly frustrated. And I mean, he's unarmored. He has one melee dice. He's slow. He has few wounds. He's literally just an old man standing right behind all the criminals and going like, give me all your money.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think there's some really fun stuff in the silver moon. Um It's a real... I don't know. It's, it's a real faction of like lots of different bits and pieces. Yeah, it's a
1: little bit pick and mix,
0: potentially. Mm. And if you want to go for something that's about as far away from uh, from an army as you can get, that's the this faction. is it. Yeah, yeah. Or at least from a military. Okay. Well, I think that comes yep. in. I think cool. so. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Find Robot Dice Explosion at RobotDiceExplosion.com at RDE underscore podcast at Twitter and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.